Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richards Cafe, TechSense Senior Residential Care Homes, ATD Painting, and Performance Food Group. Poor Richards Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richards Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. This podcast is also brought to you by TechSend Senior Residential Care Homes, senior care at its best with a family atmosphere. They specialize in making their facilities as close to a home living experience as possible. Not only that, there are no movement fees and there are no visitation restrictions. They are located near I-635 in Marsh Lane in Dallas, right near Carrollton. For more information, you can call 469-400-7650. That is TechSend Senior Residential Care Homes. And now, let's podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Justin Thomas and Brian Murphy. And gentlemen, week eight of high school football season is upon us, so as is the case at this juncture every week this season, let's talk about some of the biggest games on the docket. As per usual, that means starting with our game of the week. So uh, thank you to everybody who voted um, in the poll on our website, starlocalmedia.com. Very much a two-horse race this time around between Lone Star and the Collins and Capel and Marcus went right down to the wire, but ultimately it is that uh, that heavyweight showdown out in District 5-5A Division One between the Rangers and the Cougars. That gets the nod, so here we go. Lone Star versus the Colony. I mean, this one has been uh, circled on the district schedule right since the very start. You kind of had an idea that early on the uh, the Stars were kind of aligning that this might be your de facto district championship matchup, and sure enough, it appears that we have uh, we have reached that point. You know, Both teams are 5-1 overall in the season, 3-0 in district play, have looked nothing short of dominant in their own unique ways. So let's talk about a very fast, a very fascinating matchup between two completely contrasting brands of football. Because I'm not sure you can find a greater matchup of just dominant offense versus dominant defense in Class 5A. Um, yeah, something has to give. Yeah. The Colony's averaging like yeah. almost 50 points per game. Lone Star's giving up less than 6 points per game. <laughs> That's insane. 45.8 against 5.2. Yeah, I think that is insane. Those are both number one amongst Class 5A teams in the Metroplex. The Colony has the top scoring offense, and Lone Star is the top scoring defense. I just wanted to say, for starters, I'm jealous yeah. of you that there's all these big 6-6-A games and that you're covering this one because I, I really wanted to see this one. <laughs> if there was ever a need for a uh, Thursday Frisco ISD game. I wish it was this one so I could see this it's game. It's Friday. Oh, yeah. No, no, I wish but it was Thursday so I could see it's it. It's at so. Toyota Stadium, though. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, we're going to be outside. It's not yeah. the star. Yeah. Hopefully, the weather's not too I'd still rather get a chance freezing. to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this one will get rained out. Maybe lightning yeah, will strike. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not because yeah. we, need to, we need to get a resolution to this matchup. Um, just looking at some just some numbers on paper just about these two. Because that is kind of the matchup to watch in this is the Colony's offense versus Lone Star's defense, which, like you said, Brian, something's got to give. I mean, you have the Colony, which is maybe about as balanced an offense as you'll find in terms of just production. Mm-hmm. They, um, they're they number one in the Metroplex amongst 5A programs in yards per game at 465. Here's how that's 
split up. 233 passing, 232 rushing. Yeah. It is literally as balanced as it gets. Never thought you'd see that from a colony <laughs> team. I mean, yeah, kind of talk about, I mean, you've been following the colony for, you know, for a long time, and this has very much been an offense that thrives on the run yeah. game, but they've mixed in this massive big play element, you know, through the year. Just talk a bit about kind of the evolution of the colony's offense. Yeah, you, they've always been a ground and pound team, and to be honest, when you talk to Rudy Rangel, this is really a weird feeling for him. He's not used to having an offense and having to call passing plays like this and having explosive <laughs> plays, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not, honestly, it's not what he would prefer his offense to look like, but I'm sure he's going to take it when he has these kind of skill, skill players on the, on that side of the ball. I mean, everyone talks about Miles Price, but Keith Miller is a stud. Yeah. I saw him play against Reedy, the one-handed grab in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. That was replayed everywhere. It even made, you know, Sports Center top 10. Dude, he's, he's a beast. Yeah. He's only junior, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. He, he and Miles Price are both juniors, wow. and I, I think one thing about this offense is like um, it was obviously a major bummer last year when Jamel Jones went down before the mm-hmm. season with his season-engine injury and didn't get to play at all. But I really think when you look at the skill set and the talent on this offense, I really think they're benefiting from Harrington getting that year of playing quarterback last year. I don't think this offense would be clicking quite the same if he didn't have that year of experience under his belt. Um, last year. And it's really shown. I mean, they've scored at least 42 points in their past four games. They've only been held under 42 once all season, and that was the game that you just alluded to against Frisco Reedy. They've, um, they really thrive on the big play. They have mm-hmm. 20 offensive touchdowns of at least 25 yards. Yeah. And you contrast that with a Lone Star defense that is, I mean, is just suffocating <laughs> in the truest sense of the word. I mean, you just mentioned, you know, 5.2 points, uh, points allowed this season. Number one scoring defense, um, only 184 yards, number seven overall defense. I mean, on the ground, you know, we just mentioned, I mean, what the Colony's traditionally been able to do on the ground. It's probably a good year to be able to, be able to mix in a passing game because, <laughs> I mean, first of all, Lone Star's only allowing 52 yards per game on the uh, on the ground. Brian, I mean, what is, where does it all start with this defense? Just what contributes to them being just as airtight as they are on that side of the ball? It's the secondary. Yeah. You know, they, they, they bend, don't break. You know, they'll allow some first mm-hmm. downs, you know, they'll move the chains on them, but they don't give up a home run home run ball. You know, that's a thing that, you know, I think could be the a main difference maker in this game is Miles Price, I don't think he's gonna have the home run, you know, fifty yard touchdown. He has a you know, every game he has a seventy yard touchdown, fifty yard touchdown. Keith Miller will have a forty yard touchdown, things like that. Abdallah will, you know, run for hundred fifty yards, he'll break a big run. They may get some of the some of those yards, but Lone Star's not gonna give up that deep threat that, you know, that's Devastating yeah. touchdown, you know. That one, just one thing I will say is a lot of the deep threat is a lot of run after catch, though it's not necessarily deep balls getting behind mm-hmm. the defense. Yeah. It's a lot of just they're going to have to tackle yeah. really well. Yeah, <laughs> and the Lone Star—they've been known for their linebackers for the past, you know, four mm-hmm. years. And Nick Bolton and Novell, yeah. so guys that are playing, you know, Division One college football. You know, Nick Bolton over in Missouri in the SEC playing football right now. Right now, um, and yeah, you know, they're talking, gra- talking to Coach Rangel. Uh, earlier, that was kind of when he was looking at the film. Which, by the way, he said he's not wa- watching any more film. He's tired. He's tired of watching it. <laughs> he's seen that. He's seen too much. See. He's tired of watching film. He just wants to get this game. But yeah. he said, you know, going into it, they thought the linebacker was maybe an area they can exploit after Lone Star lost a couple of All-State players last year. Mm-hmm. But he said, looking at the film, that's not the case. You know, the guys that they've brought in to replace those All-Staters are c- pretty much playing at that same level too. So yeah, Torrin Pittman and Jalen Ford—they've been—they've been lights out, filling in those roles. You know, their secondary is the strength of this team. Um, 
not Julian Lear, he's the quarterback. He was cornerback last year. But Trey Taylor, I should say, all-state safety. He's the leader of the defense. He's been phenomenal. Elias Hernandez, he's been phenomenal at cornerback. Ryan Richard, those guys. And when I talked to Coach Rayburn earlier yesterday, actually, you know, I think that's going to be the matchup, the secondary against the Colonies, you know, explosive receivers, Miles mm-hmm. Price, Keith Miller, Abdallah, you know, that, that second that, – that, that last line of defense for Lone Star, they're not going to give up too much. You know, the only time they've given up double-digit points all season was 10 points to the two-time defending state champions, Holland Park. Yep. So, you know, something's got to give in this yeah. game, and I, I can't wait. Well, I guess yeah. before we get into uh, – sorry. But before we get into kind of looking at Lone Star's defense or offense and mm-hmm. the Colony's defense a little more, you mentioned Trey Taylor. And this game, special teams could have a big impact in this game, and you have two – Really big-time special teams players. You mentioned Taylor. He has seven kicks blocked on the year. Mm. And then Miles Price for the Colony has two kick returns for touchdowns already this year. So something could be a given there. I have a feeling they won't be kicking to Price. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. I mean, you mentioned, yeah. like the Maybe Highland they won't be kicking any extra points either. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the Highland Park you know, scored ten points, and that's the most that they've given up all season. I mean, you look elsewhere throughout their schedule. Richland, two points. Denton, six points. Little Elm, seven points. Wakeland, zero. Independence, six. I mean, what a... And what some of those touchdowns, the touchdown against Island Park came in the first two minutes, mm-hmm. and then they shut them down the rest of the way. Yeah. And then, like, against Denton and stuff, that came in garbage time. And Independence came late in the game. Or Independence actually was their first drive, I believe, and then they shut them out the rest of the way. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, they're, they're, they're making adjustments or anything like that and, and, you know, figuring this Lone Star defense out. They're either getting scored on right away or they're getting scored on in garbage time, and that's it, you know. <laughs> This defense is, is really stout. You just alluded to the Lone Star offense, and here, mm-hmm. how's this first stat? We just we talked about Miles Price and just the outstanding season that he's having in all in all phases. He has 17 total touchdowns mm-hmm. this season. The Lone Star offense overall has 19. Yeah, this <laughs> this isn't like I said. They they graduated a lot of guys yeah. on defense. They also graduated a lot of guys on offense. Yeah. MJ Rivers, the most notable. You know, they plug in Julian Larry, who was a cornerback last year, mm-hmm. first year as a as a uh, as a quarterback this year. And he struggled. I'm not going to lie. I mean, he's 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 not turning the ball over, but he's not really moving the chains how they have in the past mm-hmm. with guys like MJ Rivers and Jason Shelley. Granted, it's tough shoes to fill, but you know they also don't have Kirby Bennett and Darren Smith. He's been off and on this year. He's missed some time earlier in the year. It's been kind of hard, you know, acclimating him back into the lineup. He, he hasn't been that explosive running back that he has been in years past when he was, you know, the newcomer of the year mm-hmm. and utility player of the year and all those you know accolades that he got. So you know, but they still have. Marvin Mims. Yeah. And he's awesome. He missed uh, a game uh, against Wakeland, but he came back with a vengeance, had over 100 receiving yards, scored a touchdown uh, last week against Independence. Uh, He had a kick return for a touchdown against Little Elm. That was their only touchdown against Little Elm. So he yeah. he's he is yeah. no doubt about it their most dynamic player. Colony knows all about him. He had a huge game against the Cougars in the playoffs last year, yeah. a couple touchdowns and I think like 140 yards. So that's obviously going to be a focus for uh, the Colony there and Miles Price in the secondary as well. Still speaking about Miles Price, I had an interesting, <laughs> interesting quote from Coach Rayburn. You know, he was talking about oh, he's dynamic, home run hitter. Every time he touches the ball, and then he goes, "Quote: Unfortunately, Price isn't the only great player they have." Yeah, and I, I thought that was a really interesting quote because you know, like the guys all we we all mentioned. But really, you know, their defense gets really not as much respect as their offense. So who, yeah. who are some of the guys on defense that they got to watch out well, for? Well, Coach Rangel's really pumped on how the defensive line is playing. They have five guys they rotate there, Marcus Moore, Stephen McCollum, Zion Sterling, Kyrie Warner, and Dom Puentes. So they've done a good job up front. And uh, talking to Coach Rangel, he really feels that the, especially the first half against Heritage, you know, a Heritage mm-hmm. team that's put up some respectable scores against They have a really opponents. good quarterback, yeah. too, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So he was really pleased, especially the first half. They were they were they were able to uh, shut down Heritage there. Um, but it's not just the f the front uh, the defensive line there. Of course, you have Miles Price, Calvin Baker in the secondary, and then linebackers Derek Green. He has five sacks. Wim Wade Simmons has seven sacks. So their linebackers can get after the quarterback too. Um, like I said, Rangel is really pleased with kind of how this group is coming along. There were some question marks and some holes to fill coming mm -hmm. into the year, but they're really progressing in kind of like Lone Star. Um, I know Rangel's really hyping the defensive line, but the Colony's secondary is pretty stout mm -hmm. as well, how especially with Cameron Pair. I didn't mention Cameron Pair, but he's having a great year back there as well. How important do you guys think it is as far as just kind of dictating momentum in a game like this? As far as which team strikes first, how important is it for the Colony to be the team that does that? I feel like just the way these two teams are built, the onus is kind of on the Colony to show that their offense can... I think I would agree with that with you know, showing that they can score on that defense, especially after the, um, you know, they lost 41-16 last year. Yeah. It was it was a better game than that. It was 14-9 to at halftime, I think. It was a more competitive game than that, but, you know, the final score was 41-16, to so I think they want to, they've been looking forward. To, I think both teams have been looking forward to this game, to be oh, honest. Absolutely. But um, I think the Colonies really had this one circled, and I think getting out to a good start will be really key for them. Just from well, The Lone Star's proven that they can weather the storm at the beginning of the game. You know, they did it against Highland Park. They did yeah. it last week against Independence. I think they're going to have to sustain, sustain something going into the second half, yeah. which is what teams haven't been able to do against Lone Star. So I think, you know, not only does the Colony need to jump out on them early, get some, you know, big-time plays, you know, deep balls and, and whatnot, but I think they're going to have to come out firing, you know, in the second half. Maybe, you know, get the ball first in the second half. Who knows, the first drive of the, of the second half to start the third quarter, you know, yeah, get, get some kind of big play or else, you know, they're not going to have much success against Lone Star. You can, if you need any sort of precedent, um, uh, as far as, like, the Colony potentially maybe throwing in a little trickery to just kind of make an early statement, mm -hmm. in their win over a Frisco Centennial earlier in the uh, earlier in the season, they dialed up a, uh, a double reverse pass that led yeah. uh, Mikey Harrington finding Keith Miller for a long touchdown, for a, uh, and that was for, like, two, three minutes into the game. Yeah. So be on the, uh, I mean, who knows? Be on the lookout yeah. for a little bit of trickery, though, because yeah. that's definitely something, if you can kind of catch him napping, that uh, yeah. maybe to make an early statement with, uh, with a bit of a You definitely trickery. see that in a game like this, you know, when you – Maybe if you're struggling in your first few drives against a, a, such a good defense, you know you you whip out all the stops in in, yeah. in, in big games like this. I also wanted to mention uh, Colony fans if you're worried about Jaden Abdallah not playing last week against uh, Heritage. Coach Rangel said that was kind of a precautionary thing. They wanted to make sure he was totally fresh for this mm -hmm. one, but they also wanted to see what they had from uh, Calvin Baker in the backfield, and he had six carries for like 150 yards or a touchdown. <laughs> and also Simmons, who's kind of going to be the heir apparent next year to okay. when Abdallah leaves. They wanted to get a little work for him, so he had 60 yards rushing. So more precautionary, Rangel said Abdallah is going to be full full go for this one. So yeah, they just have a running back factory in the colony. They, they, really they do have a running back factory. They build these running backs yeah. in, the, in the factory. Look, like Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. many, um, sorry, I guess last before we get to picks, like, how many points do you think Lone Star's offense needs in this game? 21. It seems like... Uh, somewhere in the low 20s, they need Because there's just something about the optics of, like, when you look at just these gaudy, like, shootouts that the Colony is able to, you know, to pull out versus, you know, Lone Star. and something about, like, a 14-0 or a 17-6 yeah. or just the, I don't know, just it plays on your optics a little bit different. But nevertheless, I was curious, though, as to what you think the baseline is for what Lone Star's offense needs to do to get If Lone Star didn't have such a good defense, I think they'd have two or three losses under their belt right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's... Not, their offense has struggled. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, they only put up 14 against Wakeland. They only put up 
10 against uh, Little Island. They scored 7 against Highland Park. Granted, those are three good teams, but the offensive production, you know, was lackluster in, the, in those three games. You know, the Colony's no slouch. You know, I, and if they don't put up, you know, they're the Colony's obviously going to score. They're not. They're not going to be shut out. You know, like most of these teams, yeah. they're going to at least score. Somewhere in the range of seventeen to maybe twenty-four points at least. Mm-hmm. Let me and ask you another question about uh, Larry. That's the quarterback, mm-hmm, um, Julian Larry. Last year, uh, MJ. I mean, MJ Rivers is awesome. Yeah, he, he really had his way with his legs. He had four rushing touchdowns in that game. Is is Larry kind of bring some of that to the table as well? Oh yeah, Larry. Larry's a, he's a starting guard on the basketball team. He's yeah. long. He's longer than he, than you think. You know, from from afar, he looks like a smaller version of MJ Rivers. And then you see him up close, you're like, yeah. oh, this guy's pretty long. He's and he's he's bulked up a little bit, yeah. but. He's he's just still progressing at that quarterback position. You know they're still getting you know acclimated with each other. But if they can get you know some big plays yeah. through the air, which is something they've struggled with, and get MJ Rivers, get Ifo Pair, yeah. you know going in this game, I, I think they can. Uh, start, I don't want to say a shootout, a yeah. twenty-four. I don't think they shootout. want a shootout. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. A yeah, shootout normally yeah. isn't twenty-four. But for this type of game, mm-hmm. for Lone Star's game, I think. They're going to have to have a somewhat of a, yeah. of a shootout. I know Rangel thinks that Larry has a big game in him. He's just hoping it doesn't come against them this week. But well, he, he says, looking at him on the film, mm-hmm. the, the potential is definitely there. Larry's coming off of his best game. Yeah, he showed some signs yeah. last week against Independence. Yeah, yeah I got the numbers yeah. right he said, he said he's got a 400-yard game coming in him. Ooh, uh, I hope it's not I don't against know about us. that. He, he had a little over 200 against Independence, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. And Rayburn told me it was by far his best game of the season. You know in person and on in the stat sheet. Who knows? Maybe it may translate to the colony. I don't know if he's got an MJ Rivers numbers in him with eight touchdowns in a game, but you know, <laughs> if he if he can build off that and you know have another similar performance, don't doesn't turn the ball over, moves the chains, can find the end zone two or three times, oh Lone Star wins this game. So let's get to that. <laughs> who do we uh, who do you guys see coming out on top? I'm sticking with the colony. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't homework. even need those 21 points. You yeah. offered, we were doing our pick on earlier picks earlier. I, that's <laughs> right. This is a carryover from a... <laughs> I will pick Lone Star, and mm. I pick them in the pick line, and I'll also give you a score. Ooh. 21-20. It's going to go down to the wire. Someone's going someone's gonna to miss an extra point, and uh, maybe Trey Taylor, Trey block, gonna block one, Trey yeah. Taylor <laughs> blocks one early in the game, and it's going to come down to that. What okay. contributed to you picking the Colony over Lone Star? I just think... I don't think... Lone Star can slow them. I know they have an awesome offense, but or defense, excuse me. But I think the Colony is going to find ways to get the ball to Miller and Price in space. I think Abdallah can move the chains enough, and I just I don't think they can slow them, and I don't think their offense is good enough to keep pace with the Colony. Wow, that's Sam McCord. What led you? I'm going to go. I'm going to say 31 to 20. 31 points on yeah. Lone Star. Defense wins championships, and they only scored what 23 against Reedy. <laughs> well, yeah. again, <laughs> defense like this giving up five points a game. But you know, a team that scored only 23 points against Reedy, and Reedy's a really good team. But I think Lone Star's defense is even better than Reedy's. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, defense wins championships in this in this instance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, this for, should be a fun game. Though. I know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who do you think's going to win? I went with Lone Star as well, and it's more just, I don't know if it's just the, the reputation of Lone Star mm-hmm. that kind of fed into this, but I think the, the what they did to Highland Park, that kind of showed that, okay, it's not just like a symptom of the schedule, that they can, yeah, that was an impressive that they can slow down sure. a real high-powered offense when push you know push comes to shove. Um, had that performance not happened, I think I might have been more tempted to take the colony mm-hmm. because there is something to be said for just how eye-popping their, um, their offensive production is, but... But I do think that you know that Highland Park game gave me a little bit more pause. That okay, I think they're they're a bit more suited to you know to slow down what the colony's going to have in store. So I I don't know what a, what the score is going to be. I don't think it's going to be ten to seven or whatever like Highland Park and Lone yeah. Star was. Well, Rangel, Rangel 
joked that it was going to be 58 to 0, and he doesn't know how they're going to score, but I know he's just sandbagging yeah. a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not buying it, coach. I'll, I'll pick up for your guys. Yeah. <laughs> just the reverse psychology. Yeah. 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 No, but he was raving about the Lone Star defense. He said they're an incredible unit. Yeah. I mean, you, if you, at this point in the season, you still have allowed, you know, 5.2 yeah. points per game. I mean, you were doing something special on that side of the ball. So. Imagine if they had um, Nick Bolton. Right yeah. here in the middle. Oh my gosh! No one would ever score. Against it would them be ever. interesting. I wonder how many teams have given up more points than Lone Star in one game this year. Oh wow! <laughs> it's got to be like seventy-five, eighty percent. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Hmm. So let's um yeah. So um you know you and I are going with Lone Star. JT, you're with the Colony. As far as where the picket line overall stood on this, it was a a four-two nod for oh. uh, for Lone Star in this one. And myself, Devin Hassan, Kendrick Johnson, and Brian are picking uh, Lone Star, and you and Taylor Raglan siding with the Colony. So there we go, Taylor. Chalk that up as an L in the picket line for you. <laughs> as our, yeah, sorry, Colony. I should have picked you. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> as, um, so yeah, and that is our game of the week as voted on by y'all, the loyal uh, readers and listeners. And um, sure enough, though, that's just our perspective. We wanted to get the perspective from one of the key players in this matchup. We have mentioned Trey Taylor, the standout defensive back for, uh, for Lone Star. And Brian had a chance to swing by Lone Star to chat with Trey about Lone Star season and their terrific defense and Friday's big game against the Colony. And we will see what Trey had to say after a word from the sponsor. Let's take a quick break to talk about ATD painting. Whether it's painting, staining, carpentry, residential, commercial, interior, or exterior, ATD painting has you covered. They have four locations in the Metroplex, including Plano and Louisville. You can call 972-694-8888 for more information, or you can visit their website at atdpainting.com. That is ATD painting. Check it out to see just how affordable professional painting can be. And now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, I'm here with uh, Trey Taylor, here with Lone Star, here with this uh, legendary defense <laughs> here in Frisco. Uh, Trey, y'all are dominating opposing offenses right now, giving up less than six points per game right now. What's been the recipe to the success defensively so far? Uh, really, it's our defensive coordinator. We do a ton of film watching. I think that's the, the huge part. And during the practices, it's like it's really like we're going game speed. And, and uh, our scout team, our offense, they, they do a good job of giving us looks. So we get kind of the game speed before we even play. Now, y'all graduated some big names last year, guys that are playing some big-time college football. Nick Bolton, you know, headlining those names. Who has stepped up? Because it seems like y'all are, you know, just as good, if not even better, right now as a as a unit uh, this year without those guys. Who who has stepped up in in those absences left behind? Definitely Jalen Ford. He's filled in a, a huge spot. Uh, he moved from outside linebacker to inside linebacker, and he's really commanded the front seven. Uh, he's done a really good job with that. Um, we have a cornerback, Hernandez, Elias Hernandez. Uh, he's done a good job of, of locking up one side of the field. So um, we, we have a lot of uh, big guys. Uh, our Z Smith, he's, he's awesome on the D-line. He gets the quarterback in, in, a, in a hurry real fast. So uh, we have a, a ton of guys that stood up. Now I like how you didn't mention your name. You know, yeah. pretty humble guy. What what do you bring the table? Bring to the table, I should say, to this defense. Um, personally, uh, I feel like I I can be all over the field wherever coach needs me. Um, I I think I'm a, a big voice in the back end, and I get everything communicated. Make sure that we're all lined up correctly. Um, lock up their top receiver wherever he is I, I, I make sure that he doesn't he doesn't have a good game um, and I like to hit too so 
I heard somewhere that you have seven blocked kicks this year. Is yes, that sir. is that accurate? How is that even possible? <laughs> um, in practice, we have a whole five minutes just dedicated to that. So we do that almost every day of the week leading up to the game, and we watch film of um, that kind of stuff against the other teams. So I get a lot of reps at it, and I've become really good at timing the ball. So it's almost expected. Now, Friday night coming up, you'll have probably the big, well, the biggest game of the year so far, you know, undefeated the Colony. How much are y'all looking forward to this game? Uh, this is a huge game for us. We have a lot of games to play uh, after this, and we always want to be 1-0 after each game. Uh, but this game is, is huge. They're at the top of the district with us, so this is, this is really going to be who is the driver's seat in the district for, uh, for the playoffs. Now, they have one of the more explosive offenses in all of 5A in the entire area. You know, they're led by guys, you know, Miles Price and Jaden Abdallah and Keith Miller, you know, the names are endless. You know, what's it going to take to slow those guys down? Uh, they do a good job of getting those key players the ball, um, but we have a lot of good schemes on defense to, to handle what they do and to try to get the ball out of their hands. And if the ball does get in their hands, we have ways to, to really contradict a lot of stuff that they can do against other teams. Now, in this day and age with Twitter and Instagram and everything, how well do you know these guys? I know these guys too well. Um, seen tons of highlight tapes and a, a ton of uh, smack talk, but it, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll talk on the field. Now, off the field, who is, who is Trey Taylor? Who, who is Trey Taylor when he's not you know, busy with school or, or, or busy hitting people and blocking kicks on the, on the football field? Uh, off the field, I'm, I'm going to be with my friends or I'm, I'm going to be doing something football-related, uh, watching football, uh, spending time with my little brothers, three little brothers. I uh, love family time. like uh, getting to bond with them more before I go off to college. Now, you said you like watching football. Do you have a favorite team, NFL or college? Uh, favorite NFL team is Cowboys. I've been that since I was born. Um, college team, got to say Miami Hurricanes because Ed Reed, my uh, – my, who I look to played there, so I've, I've been a hurricane for my whole life. Thanks again to Trey Taylor for taking the time to chat with Brian for our Student Athlete Spotlight, previewing our game of the week for week eight of the high school football season, Frisco Lone Star versus the Colony. Friday, 7 p.m. out at Toyota Stadium. Should be a fun one, as we've spent the last 15, 20 minutes... <laughs> Uh, discussing, so let's look at um, let's look at four more marquee matchups that are on the docket for um, for our coverage slate this week. A big one in District Nine Six A. This one is actually Thursday, seven p.m. out at McKinney ISD Stadium. Prosper versus McKinney Boyd, a matchup that I think at the start of district probably wouldn't have you know probably would have had this one circled as being a, a potential mm-hmm. like, game of the week in Nine Six A. But sure enough, this one could very well be a playoff eliminator. You've got Prosper and Boyd, both two and one in district play. Um, you know, Prosper was able to shake off its uh, its loss to Plano East with a uh, help by holding off uh, a, a late rally by Jesuit last week. And meanwhile, Boyd also has a win over Jesuit. So we'll see. We'll see how this one shakes out. Brian, where did you fall on this matchup for the picket line? Uh, I just can't pick McKinney Boyd after picking them early in the year and then getting burned by them. And I just I just don't trust them. I know I know they're playing better mm-hmm. as of late. They just, you know, walloped on Plano West. But who hasn't walloped on Plano West? No offense. Uh, and, you know, I... I just don't think they can handle Prosper, mm-hmm. and I, I, I won't let myself pick McKinney Boyd on the picket line ever again. So, <laughs> until, until um, if they beat Prosper, we'll see. But I just don't. 
see that happening. This is a tough call because Boyd is playing much better football than. But what's the difference? I'm with, I'm with Brian. I, it, I, I'm not buying it. Is it the cube? Like, think, do they figure the quarterback thing out? Problem. Or because I know they had a carousel at quarterback. I think it's well. They're start. They've basically finally figured out their offense was moving the ball just fine earlier in the mm-hmm. year. They just weren't. They didn't have the points to match it. You know, they were checking in right around 21, 28 points for an offense that could crack 400 yards. Um, they finally started having a bit more success in the red zone and whatnot. And a lot of it is you know come down with the uh, the run game. They got a very balanced run game with Jack, you know Jatyla Shaw, Christian Ziegler, the quarterback. Um, you know Colin Drake. They're still doing the two quarterback thing with Ziegler and Colin Drake. Mm-hmm. And I mean that worked just fine last week against Plano West. But you know so we'll um, we'll uh, see. I actually I mean I, I sided with um, you know with Prosper in this one too, just because I still am not entirely there yet with Boyd, kind of like you alluded to. Um, you know I think they both kind of had pretty similar matchups against uh, mm-hmm. against Jesuits. I don't really put a whole lot of you know stock into you know one being more impressive than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm kind of just still stuck on early season Boyd, and I think this will this is kind of a performance that will very much validate the strides that they're making if they are able to pull this one out. Sure. But until I see that, I like that Prosper was able to you know do things like hold Plano scoreless in the second half after falling behind in that game that they lost. Um, so yeah, I um, and plus Wayne Anderson is just on an absolute tear right now, and I'm not sure Boyd will be able to slow him down. So yeah, I ended up siding with the uh, with the Eagles in this one. I won't be surprised if Prosper wins by more than 20 points. Ditto. Well, we shall see. This was one that uh, had a uh, had a four to two margin on the picket line. Um, the three of us, as well as Devin Hassan, siding with Prosper, Kendrick Johnson, Taylor Ragland, taking McKinney Boyd in this pivotal District Nine Six A matchup. We got a couple big ones in your neck of the woods too, Justin. We for do District uh, District Six Six A. Let's look at. They're all going to be big in this district, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> Let's look at. Uh, yeah, I mean, we just we talked about on Monday the uh, the log jam in second place right now. We'll get a little bit of clarity in one of the matchups that'll help provide that. Is Flower Mound hosting Hebron this one uh, Friday 7 p.m. out at Neil Wilson Stadium? Um, Justin, where do you lean on this matchup between two of the best right now? Well, first, I want to mention I'll be out uh, covering this one, so you can check my Twitter, J Thomas SCN, for updates. Um, I think this is going to be a good game. I'm leaning and picked the Hawks, mm-hmm. but no super confidence there. I think this should be a, a tight game, a good game. I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, um, I guess before you guys throw in you a couple cents. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. The Hebrews dominated the series. Yeah. Um, they've they've won ten out of eleven. They've won seven in a row. Seven in a row, and the last five have all been by double figures. So, um, obviously, you know, looking at season results, they've had the quote unquote better team a lot of those times. Mm-hmm. But still, t- two pretty competitive teams. Ten out of eleven is a pretty decisive uh, series lead for the uh, Hawks. Yeah, I mean, I went with Hebron as well in this matchup. Just again, just kind of liking what they've uh, the ceiling of their uh, of their offense and the, mm-hmm. and their defense for that matter. I think their defense has had a couple pretty impressive performances of late against Capel and Marcus. Um, I know Flower Mounds got some uh, got some firepower there yeah, on offense. They can definitely. sling it around quite a bit. Um, but yes, I um, I too side with the uh, the Hawks in this matchup. So, yeah. And it was actually, um, despite the uh, you know the the high stakes with Flower Mound being three and zero in district, Hebron being two and one, a very tough matchup on paper. But the picket line was a clean sweep in favor of Hebron in this matchup. So yeah. sometimes we're slow to come around on the picket lines. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Sing McKinney Boy definitely that we just spoke about, but definitely. yeah, <laughs> big game for Flower Mound three and zero. You know, virtually. You have to look at the tiebreakers and who knows what's going to happen. But I got to imagine a win here and getting to four wins. Pretty much locks up a playoff spot for them. Oh yeah, they're already in the lead. So, and if you've already picked up head-to-head wins over, this would be against Louisville and, and Hebron, yeah, potentially uh, Hebron, yes. be huge. So this is 
big game for Flower Mound and of course a win for Heaven would get them back mm-hmm. into a tie for first. Some uh, some big stakes out at Buddy Eccles Field at Capel High School as well on Friday. There's a 7 p.m. kickoff there between the Cowboys and Marcus and another matchup between two teams that are just mired in that log jam in District mm-hmm. 66A. Uh, Justin, let's swing it right back to you, man. How you feeling about this one? <laughs> Kind of the same way I just <laughs> described. I guess kind of how I'm going to be describing this district. Um, I, don't, I don't really know what's going on with the Coppell offense, to be That's, honest. Yeah. You know, I've been shilling for the Louisville defense all all uh, football season. I think they have a really good unit, but still, six. I didn't think they would hold Coppell to six points. Mm. Um, Were you as shocked as me that they won't beat them thirteen to six? I saw that score and I couldn't. I wouldn't. I wasn't shocked at all. I was mm. shocked by the six points. I wasn't shocked that Louisville won the football game, but I was surprised that they kept them out of the end zone mm-hmm. for four quarters. Um, so I'm not really sure what's going on with the Coppell offense. You know, they have a great offensive line. You would think that would be at least enough to generate a consistent mm-hmm. running game and scoring drives and at least turn the chains and you got a kicker that can kick from 60 yards. But um, that hasn't been the case. I need to find a way to get the ball in the skilled players' hands a little more and see what McGill and Jackson and those guys can do. But uh, pretty surprised. And then kind of looking at Marcus, it seems like their offense is kind of picking it up a little bit. I know they only had 20 against Hebron, but that's a good team. And yeah. uh, Not too many teams have a playmaking tandem of Marcel Brooks and Justin Dinka. That's pretty dynamic right there. One thing, um, watching Marcus against Irving Nimitz a couple weeks ago, and one of the reasons why Marcus had so much trouble with Nimitz is because Nimitz has a very physical running game, and they yeah. have a really tough time tackling Christian Nelms. Mm-hmm. I know Capel's got a pretty physical back of its own right. Yeah, right. Ryan right, Hurt. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's that is a matchup that I think that the uh, that the Cowboys can potentially exploit. And you know, we talked about you know it's been a you know it's been a rough you know few weeks for Capel's offense. Um, they're averaging just twelve and a half points over their last four games. But meanwhile, the defense only allowing sixteen point three points. Yeah. Um, another team that's and I think that they've uh, they'll have enough on that end to potentially slow down uh, Dinka and, uh, yeah. and company and um, yes I like I like Capel to get the win here I could see this being a pretty low scoring game mm-hmm. as well though maybe a 2017 something like that another matchup but that was a uh, I think I went with Capel there too yeah right? another matchup that was a clean sweep on the pickup okay. I mean it's 6-0 in favor of Capel so uh, despite um all yeah, of those this, two uh, six six eight games are clean sweeps but. They're, they're going to be yeah. good tight games. That's kind of surprising, actually. Yeah, despite the um, just how neck and neck everybody is, it's no matter whether it's just kind of kind of expected going in that Hebron and Capel yeah. would be the class of that district and us kind of staying married yeah, to that idea. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, a, uh, a clean sweep for the uh, for the Cowboys in that one over Marcus, or at least we we see it that way. Who knows? Um, let's see. Let's round this out with a look at a a big matchup, a matchup that kind of snuck up on us in seven five eight division two, um, especially after last week. Frisco at Denison. This one is uh, Friday, 7 p.m. out at Munson Stadium. The Raccoons looking to build off a signature victory. Frisco is back. (laughs) (laughs) You would have never thought that they were winless last year. 0-10, you know. They look like a brand-new football team. Oh, they're back. They're so back. Vance Gibson, I know when they... they won a couple weeks ago. They beat uh, Lebanon Trails, one of the teams. I was there. Yeah, Lebanon Trail. They beat him pretty good. And I saw Coach Gibson after the game, and his his grin was from ear to ear. Yeah. You know, I, every time I talked to him last year, it was depressed, a depressing mood for obvious Nobody reasons. Wants to. There's no joy yeah, going 0 and 10. Especially yeah. after all the years that where sucks. eight, nine <laughs> win ten games. You know, Frisco was such a, a storied program before that. You know, in the playoffs every year, but it seems like they're back, four and one in mm. district play. They just 
destroyed Lake Dallas. It was, it was a pretty thorough, I mean, I was at the game. It was a very thorough uh, performance. They completely, I mean, they played a, uh, a very conservative pass coverage, and that just seemed to completely short-circuit Lake Dallas's high, high-octane yeah, passing I, offense. I saw they, you know, contained Depperschmidt to yeah, less they, than 60 yards they, through an they interception. They dominated up front, especially in short yardage situations. It was the, I mean, it was basically, if I hadn't known the year before that Frisco was 0-10, this would have looked just like any other Frisco team. Just they, mm-hmm. I mean, they just, they controlled time of possession, ran the ball whenever they had to. They played punishing defense. It looks just like a hallmark Frisco uh, Raccoons team. Yeah, I saw they had three guys with at least ten mm-hmm. rushing attempts, you know, and they threw the ball like six times or something like that. Oh, yeah. That's classic That's Frisco. Perfect, yeah, perfect, classic, you know, play solid defense, have big guys up front on the offensive line, and run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And then they kind of sneak in a, a big pass player, too, you know, every now and then oh, yeah. to, to catch the defense off guard. But, man, Frisco looks good. They're they're almost a lock to make the playoffs because if you're looking at you know the standings, Broswell two and two, that's not going to stand. They'll get jumped by either Denison or Lake Dallas. You still have Princeton one and three, kind of shocking there. Um, but yeah, Frisco four and one. They're they're in the driver's seat, you know, to be right back in the playoffs after going zero and ten last year. That being said, I think Denison wins this game. Oh no. <laughs> So, um, I mean, yeah, Denison has its own. I mean, they, listen, uh, you know, they, they go from one high-powered offense to another because Denison has has plenty of firepower in its own right. They've scored at least 35 points on all but one game this season. The thing that, um, you know, just thinking back to kind of how, because this one was the toughest game for me to pick, especially having seen Frisco last week and getting mm-hmm. a, you know an up-close and personal, you know, look at just how much better they are this season. I, I can't help but think that, like, I wonder how much that game was impacted by being played on a Thursday and Lake Dallas having a short week to prepare for a team like Frisco, which, as we've talked about plenty of times in the past, is a very tricky matchup if you just don't see a team like that too often because of that wing tee. Um, so okay. I wonder how much that might have been impacted, And I, but I, I counter that by saying, like, Denison's coming off a bye. So they've had some ex- a bit of a little bit of extra time to prepare for so Frisco than normal. So you're saying they've been watching them and trying to figure out that the wing tee? I mean, if there's, listen, it, you can never get, I mean... Any extra time you can get to prep for a team that runs a, a skill, a style of play that you just will never again see is, I think that can be to your benefit. And I mean, so yeah, I ended up. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, that's kind of what that was a bit of a tiebreaker, I guess, inside a matchup that I, I feel like would be very, very. very I picked close. Frisco for two reasons: one, because they're really hot right now, yeah. and two, how what how they were able to you know bottle up Ryan Depperschmidt, who mm-hmm. might be you know who we were talking at the beginning of the year, the probably the best quarterback in this district in the district with Carson Collins mm-hmm. and, and Josh Foskey and stuff. And they were able to make him look, you know, really average, below average. And that's hard to do. It you is. Know, it's very hard to do. Depperschmidt's a phenomenal player, phenomenal athlete. And that performance against a really good Lake Dallas offense, you know, that sold me. And I, I can't pick against Frisco mm-hmm. until, you know, they, you know, look, unless they lose big, you know, this week from here on out. It is a bit of a different team that they're going up against in Denison, whereas Ryan Depperschmidt is just a do-it-all, you know, do-it-all mm-hmm. threat. Denison's a team that really kind of prides itself on its run game. You know, Jadarian Price, uh, you know, Kyrie and Ross are both averaging over six yards per carry. I mean, that's a t- it's a much different kind sure. of off. So I'm, I guess I wasn't sure how if they, because they're not going to be able to play the same coverage that shut down like Dallas against Denison. Mm-hmm. So that, that too, I had to kind of take that into consideration. So, yeah, I ended up siding with that with Denison this one. This was a very tough game for any of us to pick because this was a 3-3 three to three split right down the middle. Um, let's see. I, uh, you, me, uh, me, Justin, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what that was. <laughs> me, Justin, and... Me, myself, and I. <laughs> me, Justin, and Kendrick, we are all siding with Denison, Brian, you, Devin, and uh, Taylor are siding with Frisco. Nothing will surprise me in this yeah. game. You know. Question, Brian. Do you remember Brad Childress? Do you know who that is? 
He coached for the Vikings. The bald guy? And the Eagles. I yeah. challenge you if you saw Brad Childress and Coach Gibson in a bar to differentiate between the two. <laughs> really? They're doppelgangers. Oh, Brad Childress is way bigger. I don't know about their size. I'm just talking about well, official. Vince Gibson, he's a, he's a leaner, older gentleman. He's not too tall. I remember Brad Childress being a bigger guy. Maybe that's why. Let me... Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So that was okay, your, okay, identical. That was yeah. your first yeah. Dennis Denison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a T. Yes, okay. Identical. Yeah. That was your first Chris Denison awesome. preview. <laughs> and um, I'm about to call up Brad Childers later and yeah. <laughs> give him a chat. So yeah, that is a look at uh some of the bigger matchups that are on our coverage docket this week. As far as what we will be covering, Justin, you already alluded to it. We are gonna be on uh, on Friday with Hebron versus Flyer Mountain. Brian, you got the game of the week. Lucky you. You got Lone Star in the Colony. Um, I'm going to be out on Allen. I'm going to cover Allen against Jesuit. Didn't haven't seen the haven't seen the Eagles in a in a few weeks. One chance just to check up on them. And I appreciate to see Jesuit. See Jeff Smith and be on the lookout for him and Smith. That's right. Stands. Yeah. Go, go hang out with him. him back. I've seen him out. Mm-hmm. And I've seen his kid go over the the pile at the goal line. It's pretty sweet. He's a good leaper like that. Okay. Interesting. You get a get a highlight or two on on Friday against the Eagles. So um, that that is a, those are our coverage plans for um for all of our game stories. Um, you can check them out at uh, StarLocalMedia.com, that plus video highlights, Rapid Reaction Podcasts, um, and that will just about do it for this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Justin, Brian, appreciate you all for swinging by to discuss this uh, this game of the week, some other fun stuff we have on the docket. Uh, folks, you enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you all later. Thanks for checking out this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast, brought to you by Performance Food Group. Performance Food Group delivers more than 150,000 food and related products to customers all across the country. If you want to get in on that process, PFG just might have a spot for you. Their McKinney office is currently hiring. Job openings include Class A CDL drivers and warehouse order selectors, as well as many other entry and part-time positions. An ideal choice for college students or people just wanting to find new careers in general. Uh, for more information, you can visit their website at pfgc.com slash careers for more job openings. If you prefer to contact them by phone, you can call at 214-491-3130 for more details. Once again, that is Performance Food Group located in McKinney at 500 Metro Park Drive. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than starlocaljobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all. StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.